Hi everybody, uh, I'm Peter Travers and this is Popcorn where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And there's a movie now called Lion. I'm not going to tell you what it means because you're going to find out when you actually see the movie. Anyway, it stars my guest today, Dev Patel, whose performance is being Oscar buzzed. And it should be. It, it deserves to be. And the movie's that good. And Dev is that good. Oh. So, welcome. Thank Welcome. you. That what a pleasure so it is what to say that. What a lovely introduction. <laughs> yeah, I could have oh, just man. said, oh, and you know, Dev just did this. I'll be hiding Real, behind this popcorn yeah, if you did. Please, just go away. But rather than my explaining it, mm. just, just set us up and tell us what this is. Uh, well, it's based on a true story, first mm -hmm. of all. Which always helps. Yes, <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, it's about this uh, young seven-year-old boy called Saru Briley, who was scavenging for food on a train uh, with his older brother. They get separated and he gets hurtled across India, uh, locked in this carriage. Uh, and when he gets out, he's in a completely different part of the country. He doesn't know where he is. He can't speak the local dialect. Uh, he doesn't even know his mother's name because he's uneducated and he just calls her Ami, which means mum. Yes. And he goes He has no through. idea where it is. Where, yeah, where where it's, it's, and you did a brilliant job at playing a seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah, really, Benjamin you know? Button. We used it. <laughs> yes, but, that's um, right. But uh, no, and he, you know, it's a tale of survival. You know, he's, it's a, a, in India's an intense environment and it's this kid's will to survive is adaptability. And then he gets adopted by an Australian family and moves to Hobart uh, in Tasmania. And uh, 25 years later, you know, there I am. Well, less than 25 years later, but he, Google Earth comes out mm -hmm. and he uses that new technology to try and track down his birth mother. Which is amazing that that's happening then yeah. because India is so vast yes. and where he is, it's, it's yeah, yeah. a memory a child has Absolutely. of where he is. Yeah, it's, it really, it's astounding when you think about it. He's, he's finding an, a needle in a haystack from space. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Google back then was, uh, when it first came out, was just this, you know, blurry, pixelated screens. Mm -hmm. The fact that this child had such an incredible, vivid memory. He could remember parts of his history so well that he could look at these blurry pixels and gather so much emotion and information from them that he could do something like this. Uh, it's, it's, it really is a, a story of perseverance and, and all sorts of things. I mean, what the movie does and your performance does, uh, too. And Nicole Kidman, I, want, yeah. I mean, please, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're going to have somebody adopt you. <laughs> it's not a bad way to go, yeah. <laughs> Let it yeah, be yeah, Nicole yeah. getting to use her own voice. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice thing to happen, too. Yeah. But the, what you see in that struggle is this love for this mother that he's lost, this love for the mother that's adopted him, mm. that's equally strong. Yeah, yeah. And is that a conflict? Are you offending one or the other? Are you not doing that? You're very torn. Well, that, yeah, that's the character's struggle in the movie. He grows up, he's a charming young man. Uh, you know, he's Aussie through and through, down mm -hmm. to the cricket team he supports. But inside, he's trying to suppress a history. Uh, and there's certain moments in the film where the Pandora's box is just opened, and he starts to get haunted by the images of his older brother in his everyday reality. And he's, when he starts to search, that he's riddled with this guilt that he's living this privileged life. Mm -hmm. And they could be out there on the train tracks every day searching for him. And, you know, also, how do you break this to this wonderful mother that changed his life, gave him a second chance yeah. at life? You know, he was always worried, like, if he told her the news, how would she take it? We but it is about love. These two pillars at the either end of the world, you know. Well, it, it is. Yeah, and, yeah. and you feel it. 
yeah. and you feel the tension without it ever really being sappy mm. about it. Yeah, yeah, um, that, that's really due to a, we have a wonderful director, Garth Davis. And first this is time featured film. First film. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he did a TV show called Top of the Lake with Jane Campion. Mm -hmm. But um, Garth, it just has such a wonderful, intimate way with all the actors. And, you know, he really took us all on different processes of exploration. And for me, it was the most nourishing thing I've ever been able to dive into. Well, I mean, <laughs> when your first movie is yeah. Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right, I think the first movie I'll do uh, no. will win the Academy like Award as Best Picture. <laughs> sure, yeah. it's so easy. No, yeah. it wasn't no. like that. But it's a journey for you, too, in mm. terms of your life, you know? Yeah, really. I mean, I say this a lot, but, you know, for a, a British Indian guy, roles like this <laughs> are few and far between, if, if not never, this... this this really, when I read it, it's such a profound script. I was just a puddle of tears, and I, I just hoped one day those those words could, you know, move past my lips. Well, it's a, also it's a great role, yeah, yeah, but yeah, then you have to say to yourself, what do I do now? Yeah, How no, I, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, as soon as I got, I had to jump through a lot of hoops to get it and audition. And after the last audition, Garth, the director, mm -hmm. was like. You know, I want you to really change. So this, the look, growing the beard and the mm -hmm. hair. I went to the gym and, and all that kind of stuff and the accent, the dialect coaching. I called up my manager and I was like, for the next eight months, I don't want any distractions. I don't want you to send me any other work or anything. I want to commit every fiber of my being to get this journey right. The script demands it and the Saru and the family, that they deserve it, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was a whole process of, you know, physical training, dialect coaching. Then I went to India three weeks earlier and I traveled the trains. Oh, so you, you know, Yeah, I, I wrote diaries, visited orphanages. It was, an, it was a process of isolation, but also trying to create genuine memories for the actors that we could key into in the scenes. What is it like to see the landscape change mm -hmm. as you're sitting on a train alone in India? You know, uh, I watched little Sonny, who's our leading man, Sonny Pawar. He's so good. Isn't he incredible? He, and he really is. This is a kid who is plucked from 2,000 children. <laughs> Never been in front of a camera They're before. They're always plucked from yeah, yeah, yeah. 22,000 uh, 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 yeah, yeah. children. But and he's they never been on a plane one. before. Yeah. He, he, you know, I don't think he'd ever seen a film before. And he, he's just incredible. He leads the film for over an hour or something like that. And I got to watch him and Priyanka and Abhishek mm -hmm. in the space and look at the set and take those memories and as my own. So when I'm in Hobart looking at this blank screen trying to muster these emotions, I... <laughs> Garth did something where he made us play in a forest full of leaves in India, which is where the character used to actually play with his family. And he recorded the sound of these leaves. So when I'm in Hobart, again, looking at the screen, he played the sound of these leaves in the room, and all of a sudden I had a genuine emotional connect to something that made it truthful. Talk about God yeah. being in the details. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there it is. It's a, it's a great filmmaker, it really is. He's but when, when you're going through this, you're going through accents because, look, I mean, <laughs> your parents yeah. who are Indian yeah. are basically, basically lived in Africa. They were born, yeah, born in Nairobi. Right, right. so I'm thinking that. Then you're living basically in London. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I don't know what you really sound like. <laughs> what you're doing today yeah, yeah. is a mix-up because when you did Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, yeah. you were learning Indian, an, yeah, Indian an Indian accent. Yeah. <laughs> well, that accent was kind of, uh, 
I get a bit of flack for that one, but it's a comedic creation, that character. Mm -hmm. So he's an amalgam of loads of weird uncles of mine and this person and that person, a bit of faulty towers thrown in there, you know, all sorts of stuff. A weird uncle of yours mixed with faulty towers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah why not? But yeah, this was different. Well, he was an exuberant guy. Yes, he was. Yeah. And that's the difference in energies. You know, you, you can only go f as far as where the script lets you go. And, and like I say, this role allowed me to go into a very introverted space, a space of stillness. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can expose yourself in a very different way. And uh, that's what the whole process of this was, isolation, you know. When you look at the movie yourself, is there a moment that, that for you resonates? Because it's going to resonate as a movie. I'm not looking for, like, the scene, the, the big moment that's in the movie yeah, that yeah, your yeah. character has. But something where you as an actor, and most actors I talk to, are the worst critics of themselves. Yeah. And anybody could ever be. <laughs> so I'm looking for that moment where you are close to satisfied mm. with what you see on the screen. It's really weird because that was, um, the whole process was so nourishing because uh, uh, there was such a truth to it. Like mm. Nicole, we're talking about her, she's a, a real mother with adopted children. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we all came, and I, the amount of time I'd put into it, we all came to these really emotionally pregnant and, uh, you know, when you don't feel like you're doing a sort of mimicry or some kind of, it just feels real. There's so many moments I can think of. Uh, there's, a, there's a scene when he's on the laptop just searching for home. And when he finds what looks like his home, the director just let the scene run. And I remember that the DOP, Greg, was in front of me with this big long lens. It was very tight on my face. Garth sitting there. And he played this music that I wanted him to play in the scene and we just let it roll. And there was this perfect trifecta of energy between the cinematographer, the director and mm -hmm. the actor. The room was quiet and they just let it run. And we played out the whole search as one take. And I remember just feeling the energy coming from the ground. I sound very hippie and like, you know, spiritual, but it was a really beautiful moment to do that. And I had the director talking to me. Garth was like, okay, now you're seeing the Bourguignon that used mm. to play by, now you can feel her, smell your mother, you know, and I was going on this journey, and he was, you know, kind of narrating it to me. It was a, it was a really nice, you know, feeling. You well, know. it's a movie about that. Yeah. Know? It's a story. Of nostalgia, that. and, yeah. Um, yeah, grabbing that and doing something about it. But yeah. it's also an obsession mm. when you decide this is what you're going to do, <laughs> is to find it. Yeah. You, the character Rooney Mara plays that yeah. you're having a relationship with, mm. uh, you, she's not there anymore. Everything yeah. is just this, I've got to find this. Well, that's what happened is he kind of uh, retracts from his normal existence mm -hmm. and the, he gets sucked into this world, this other world. Uh, it's, it's kind of like that French film, A Prophet, you know, mm. uh, when, you know, the, the guy he kills in prison comes back and he's sitting next to him in the jail with his, his throat slit and they're having a conversation. It's like that in our film where you're sitting there and he's got his brother there in a food court in a mall in Australia and his brother's in his, you know, torn clothes picking through, you know, fries and looking around and he's just getting lost he you know he loses his job and she's the light Rooney's character's the light mm -hmm. trying to bring him back to the present be here now be with me but he can't can't do it anymore we'll see people this is the kind of movie that you're in for <laughs> when you see Lion yeah. because it is it's a workout and at the <laughs> same time well it is because yeah. by the end you're like ah oh. 
Because yeah. the true story it may be, yeah. but most people won't know anything about what they're seeing. Yeah. Which no. is why that end can work that way. Yeah, you yeah. Know? No, and really. just go boom. But you, how does this happen for you? When did you decide this was what you were going to do? I mean, I always wanted to do it, but from where I came from in London, it felt like a very indulgent kind of dream. And, uh, you know, I, did, I didn't, never went to a drama school or a RADA or a Lambda or some kind of esteemed academy. <laughs> and it was the, why this movie is important to me, because it's a mother's and son's story. And my mum is so pivotal in whatever success I have. And she, she, she's a carer for the elderly. Uh -huh. And she travels to work on the train every day. And she uh, saw an advert in a newspaper. It's the free one on the train called the Metro. They put it on every seat. And in the back was this open casting call for a TV show. She tore it out and didn't tell me until the day before. And she's like, all right, by the way, we're bunking school tomorrow. I'm going to take you to this thing. And I was, it just was left a field. I'd never really... Was that Skins happening Yeah, it was Skins. Already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we turned up and there was all these drama students doing their vocal warm-ups. And I'm in my uniform with my mom. I was like, ugh. We queued up outside the National Youth Theatre. And that's how I got into it. And, uh, and Danny Ball's daughter saw me in that. And that's how I got to audition for him. But uh, I just think it's great from your mom to the Weinsteins. Yeah. <laughs> yes, here it is. Yeah. Let's see who yeah. can promote you the best. Yeah. Was anything difficult for you in that? What about racially, ethnically, all of that problem? Did yeah. you get that from casting people while that was going on? Where they said, well, I can't cast you in this because you're a type mm. as opposed to... Yeah, it was kind of... Uh... Yeah, you, I mean, I think everyone faces a typecast. Yeah. Everyone. You mm -hmm. could be a beautiful woman and be stuck in that type. Um, you know, certainly the, the more diverse roles are happening now. You can see it changing. But uh, sometimes you just want to work. You've got to keep the lights on, pay the rent. So uh, there's, there's been times after Slumdog when I looked out and there wasn't a sea of roles. There wasn't anything. And I wasn't working. I just stepped off this red carpet surrounded by all these amazing actors and Oscar winners and there was nothing. And uh, That's a great that, feeling. That, here's yeah, here's yeah, yeah. all the glory. Yeah, you fall off the... Yeah. And uh, I, used to see, I used to always see um, uh, Dustin Hoffman in the red carpets. And, you know, we're these wide-eyed kids just, like, completely enamored by everything we're seeing and he would just look at me from afar and he's like, you know, it's Roller peaks, peaks and valleys. Mm -hmm, yeah. And uh, um, it was... You know, sometimes my motto has always been sometimes you've got to take on the role in order to break, mold to, in order to break it, you know. You have to because uh, when, you're, when you're in a character, you can inject something new and slowly the barometer shifts, you know. Uh, and that's what I've tried to do and Lion is now the perfect evolution of, you know, I'm playing... It's partly set in India, but my character is split into two. There is a Dickensian Indian boy there struggling for survival, and then there's me, this Australian actor, to try and get the accent right. He's modern. He wears, you know, <laughs> clothes like I do. He's the closest mirror to what I am as a as a, as a person, and an extension of myself. So I'm, that's why I'm really proud of it. You know, yeah. you didn't know much of India though growing up, did you? Yeah, my first... I went when I was a child to Gujarat mm -hmm. for a summer family wedding. Uh, I didn't really remember much. I didn't have my Game Boy. I remember that. And yeah, that you didn't have that. And, yeah, 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 yeah. and you didn't have Google Earth. No, yeah. You <laughs> remember and, that trip. Uh, but um, consciously, I went when I was 16 for Slumdog. And, uh, you know, it just blew me away. All those kind of preconceived notions I had about the country. What surprised you the most? 
Ah, man, so much. You know, ever, I, as soon as I landed there, Danny Ball had me auditioning with all these actresses for the lead in Slumdog. <laughs> and the, like, the log line is, uh, she has to be just jaw-droppingly beautiful, has to be worth the trouble he's going through to get her. And I'm there thinking there's going to be all these girls, you know, it's slicked back hair and the, you know, real traditional saris and then 15 of the most stunning girls listening to Led Zeppelin and like all this kind of, you're like, what? You know, they were far more evolved and modern or whatever than I was. And I was just like, yeah, this is so cool. You know, I met like minds and it was, yeah. Well, they picked a good one in Frida Pinto, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. You, know, they you did. two were together for a yeah. while. I led us know? right into that, didn't I? Yes, you did, and you can't escape it now. <laughs> but it's okay. I'm not going any further than that. It was nice while it happened. I don't want any. Oh, look, it make me just turn everything on me uh, to do that. So what's up for you next? What is the next thing you do? Um, I'm doing a, I'm in mid-filming this movie called Hotel Mumbai, and it's about, it's another true story about the, there was an attack at the Taj Hotel in 2008, mm -hmm. a terrorist attack. Actually, it was throughout India, in Bombay. But it, it kind of rocked the nation, and many, many innocent lives were taken. Well, you've never been on the show before. Yeah. It's our problem that that never happened. I mean, why? <laughs> but so you don't know how it ends, always with every guest, oh, and you're man. not going to be happy. Uh, it ends in a little bit of song. <laughs> now, we've had people from Clint Eastwood, but no. they all give me a little. They a all little. give me a little. What and song? I, you've been claiming to be tone deaf. Yeah. Oh, but man. But I just need a little something from you. A little something. A little that's emotional that we don't need you to be anything that you're perfect with doing it. I don't have any. All, oh, come on. all that's rolling in my head, you're, and I don't you, have any of the lyrics down. Mm -hmm. But I think it's quite apt for the the time we're in New York is that Kendrick Lamar song and I don't know the lyrics because he's the best lyricist there <laughs> but the chorus is we gonna be alright right we gonna be alright that's it but um <laughs> it's a miracle it we are gonna be alright it happened people <laughs> it happened he did he oh, did man. something of song thank you Deb thank you great to meet you alright hopefully those lenses didn't crack from that please <laughs> Okay, that wraps up another edition of the Popcorn with Peter Travers podcast. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can also find Popcorn on Twitter and Facebook at Popcorn ABC News. I also want to thank the people who helped produce this podcast. Angela Williams, Brian Fudge, Josh Cohen, David Fazekas, David Miller, Michael Rothman, Alexa Valiente, and the head of ABC News Digital, Dan Silver. I'll talk to you next Friday.